I have a little riddle for you this week. What did you struggle against as a kid? What was it that you embraced as a teenager? What are you longing for as an adult? And what's been undervalued until it was totally gone? If you guessed sleep, you are right on. That's what we're talking about this week. Sleep, the number one wellness tool that everybody forgets about. Hi, hi, friends. My name is Tammy, and I am a dietitian, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. And this is my podcast where I bring you life lessons from the yoga mat. I'm going to help you simplify your health and wellness journey so that you can live the life you've always wanted. I'll show you how, when you take action and do things that are good for you, often you find things that are really awesome in return. Kind of like when you find chocolate on your yoga mat. Hello, friends. Welcome back. So this week, I'm talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. I am talking about sleep. I am talking about the most underutilized wellness tool out there. So it is the one thing that is free. It is the one thing that every single human being does. And it is the thing that we forget about all the time when it comes to reaching our wellness goals. So whether you're looking for weight loss or you've been suffering from brain fog, maybe uh, you're all kinds of achy and just feeling out of sorts, perhaps you're overwhelmed or feeling anxious about things or holding on to a lot of stress, there are a lot of things that just getting the right amount of sleep can really fix. So if it's such a magic bullet, why are we not doing it? What is it about sleep that we put it off? What is it about sleep that we feel like somehow we're less than if we get enough? I don't know about you guys, but I totally overcame that problem about five years ago when sleep became something that was super elusive to me. Uh, I suddenly felt like I was entitled to get more sleep. It's kind of a weird thing, right? So the less sleep that I was getting, the more I craved it and the more I valued it. So let's talk about all of the things that sleep can help you with. Uh, And if you Google, you know, what is sleep good for? You'll get this big list. Um, But we know that sleep is good for our memory and our mental cognition. So how we move through the day with, uh, you know, keeping up with being able to focus on things and keep our attention on the road when we're driving and the ability to follow a recipe when we're making dinner, all of those kinds of things. It's very, very helpful for stress and anxiety. And believe it or not, sleep plays a role in PMS, PMDD, and menopause and perimenopause. So what do we call those? I'm using my air quotes again, you guys. Uh, Women's health issues. So if you're not getting enough sleep and you're struggling with any of these cramps or uh, mood swings, night sweats, hot flashes, um, all kinds of things. I mean, I could keep going. The bottom line is that sleep is really good for just about anything that ails you and we're just not doing it enough. So why aren't we getting sleep? Why are we putting it off? Why are we feeling like we're indulging in some kind of really juicy self-care when we get six hours of sleep? 
when your body rests, that's when it's doing all of its work. If you are weightlifting, you're doing the reps, right? You're doing bicep curls. You're building strength. So the strength isn't being built while you're doing these bicep curls. And I've talked about this before, right? So while you're doing the bicep curls, your muscles are actually breaking down. They're not getting stronger at this point. They're actually breaking down. They're being uh, actually less than, right? So it's it's all those fibers being torn and stretched and, and all of that. When you stop the exercise, your body starts to rebuild those fibers, those muscle fibers, and makes them stronger. And that's where uh, you know, your muscle tone comes from. That's where those strong muscles come from. It's the after effect. Sleep is the same thing. When you are sleeping, your body has the chance to then make things stronger. So whether it's uh, you know, your brain tissue and your, think of it like defragmenting your computer, right? Where it, it takes all the things that are chaotic and puts them in their own little files, right? At least that's how I imagine it in my brain. But it's like your body is going through and cleaning up and reorganizing from the day. So if you don't get enough sleep, then you're just building up all of this chaos inside of your mind. And then eventually it becomes overwhelming. You lose your ability to manage things that are pretty simple usually. So you lose the ability to keep a clear head when you get stressed out. You lose the ability to work out even. You lose the ability to give everything your all when you're missing out on sleep. And probably the thing that I see the most is that when you are tired, you're going to make really bad choices around lifestyle. You're going to choose foods that are less complicated to make. You're going to choose foods that are high fat, high calorie, and usually low nutrition. Things that are going to be easy to grab um, or even big volumes of food. So have you ever noticed that the more tired that you get, the more you want to snack on things so you might not normally eat chips, but if you're up past your bedtime, you're going to start rummaging through the cabinets looking for something to eat. And this is something that I see all the time with my clients. It's something I see all the time in my practice that people will tell me, well, I stayed up too late, so then I ate fourth dinner, or I stayed up too late and I was fighting to stay awake, so I was snacking on whatever, chips or popcorn or chocolate chip cookies, whatever it is. And I've seen that behavior in myself too. So guaranteed, if I am not headed up to bed by nine o'clock, I'm going to start searching through the cabinets. And it's mostly because I can feel my energy starting to flag, whether I'm consciously aware of it or not, it's happening. And I'm starting to look for ways to stay awake. So if you're not giving your body a chance to decompress from the day, all that you're carrying with you is going to just keep building up and building up and building up. You're going to make these poor food choices. You're going to be too tired to work out. Or when you do work out, you're running a risk of getting injured more easily. Or you're just not putting in the effort, so you're essentially wasting time. If you're not getting enough sleep, little things become big things. 
Have you ever gotten into an argument because you were overtired and it was about nothing and then you couldn't even realize, you know, you couldn't figure out later what the heck you were mad about or what was what was the issue? That's because sleep is really important for keeping you focused and aware and even keel. And yet we all fight against it. We all rail against getting good sleep. We almost wear it like a badge of, of accomplishment. Oh, well, you got six hours? Must be nice. I got two and I'm still functioning. Like that is something to be bragging about. So we need to, we need to normalize good sleep, right? We need to make it okay for everyone to indulge in sleep. It should not be something that we are ashamed of. It should not be something that we are trying to do less of and still be functional. It's definitely something that we need to prioritize. And I make sure that in all of my programs, we really focus on sleep and getting good rest and recovery. So let's talk about how you can set yourself up so that you can get good sleep. In order to know how to sleep better, we need to know why we're not sleeping. So the first thing is stress, right? Maybe you're carrying a lot of stress and your brain just won't shut off. Maybe you're watching TV late into the night and either it's stimulating your brain and you're having nightmares and waking up or uh, it's making it harder for you to fall asleep because your brain just isn't stopping. Maybe we're just not making time for sleep. So you're working too late or you're trying to get one last thing done or I see this a lot, especially in moms, like moms with young kids, you're using sleep as a time to catch up on alone time, on you time. And while that's great, it's not a good time to do it. Um, so why are you not getting the sleep that you need? Maybe you didn't get sleep the night before and then you took a really long nap and now you can't sleep again so that you're going to nap again and it just gets worse and worse as it goes along. Most of the things that are causing us to not get good sleep are really self-induced. <laughs> uh, in my house, I sleep with three dogs, <laughs> and one of them can't get himself up and off, up and down off the bed, so I have to carry him in and out to every time he needs a potty break, which means I'm getting up three times, because he's an old dog, you guys. I'm getting up three times in the middle of the night, which is great, because I need a potty break too, but every time that broken sleep happens, it takes a good 20 minutes at minimum to get back to sleep. Okay. It takes 15 minutes to be able to walk down the stairs because, you know, creaky knees and then, you know, 20 minutes to get back down and back to sleep. So, I mean, every time we wake up in the middle of the night for a potty break, it could be an hour before we get back to bed. So this is really something that you need to look at what's going on in your world. Maybe your room is too hot. Maybe you have a lot of uh, background. Maybe you have a lot of noise, like um, noise that is like low, like white noise or brown noise. Uh, there's all these different like colors of noise. Those are great for sleeping. It's when you have things that are outside of the norm that will usually wake you up. The backup beeper on a garbage truck, you know, somebody outside your window yelling or slamming car doors or whatever it might be. So, you know, like neighborhood noise or somebody's watching TV downstairs or in another room and you every once in a while hear like the explosion of a bomb or whatever in the, in the movie. So those kinds of things will wake you up. Usually like pretty steady noise doesn't do it. 
Okay, so how can we really set ourselves up for success? The first thing that you have to do is you have to commit to this process for about three weeks. You can try it one night and you know maybe it will or maybe it won't work, but it's really about being consistent. The first piece of this puzzle is to develop a bedtime routine. So get used to getting in the habit of going to bed. So I like to do a little bit of journal writing or a little bit of yoga, something, anything, just something that triggers to your mind it's time to slow down. Maybe, you know, washing your face, brushing your teeth, getting on, uh, you know, your pajamas and starting to slow down, playing some softer music, turning down the lights, those kinds of things, getting into something consistent that you do over and over and over again. The second piece is have some kind of activity for a brain dump. So journal writing, meditation, some way to stop all of the noise that's going on in your head. Journal writing is really good, like a bullet journal where you just like write down whatever comes to mind, not trying to solve anything, just literally writing things down because the act of writing them, that process helps you to kind of move it out of your mind and lets you let go of it, lets you forget it. So meditation is really great, but if you're not there yet, if you're not really into meditation and that's not your jam, then um, then journal writing, because anybody can write, right? Uh, or you could listen to a meditation app or something like that that's going to help you, you know, kind of clear out your brain. And then the third big piece of this puzzle is looking around your environment, right? So where is it that you're sleeping? Is it dark? Uh, is it cool? Because you don't want your bedroom too hot. Um, is there, you know, moving air? Do you have a fan going? It, you know, is the temperature set, you know, between, I don't know, I think they say like 67 to 69 or something like that is good for you. That would probably be a little too cold for me, but you know, somewhere in that range. Uh, and then how about your electronics? Keeping the phone completely out of the bedroom can make all the difference in the world. Even if it's turned off, sometimes just knowing it's there is enough to kind of keep it in the back of your mind. So removing it, getting the TV out of there, you know, making sure that you have no electronics and maybe getting an old school alarm clock. Uh, if you have to have your phone on, most phones nowadays have a do not disturb and you can set those so that just certain people will be able to ring through. Uh, so like, for example, my phone doesn't ring for anybody but my sister, my husband, or my kids. Nobody else can get through. Uh, and, you know, they kind of just come through as missed calls that I get the next morning when the do not disturb expires. Anything that is keeping you from sleep, take a look at how you can fix that. I mean, maybe you have an old dog who sleeps with you. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know... I don't know, do you sleep with somebody who snores? Whatever it might be, look around and how can you um, how can you fix that? So if you need a recommendation for snore for headbuds to block out the noise, I can totally give you one of those. I can give you that recommendation because I found the best ones ever. Um, but I mean, you know, whatever you need to do to create that that perfect sleep environment, it's part of your self-care routine. It's going to make you a better you, and it's not selfish. It's not selfish to say, you know what, I need to go to bed by whatever time. Uh, allow yourself, from the time you go to bed, 
allow yourself about six hours and you know your sleep, right? Some people need eight, some people need seven, some people do really good with six, but they say the average for women is, you know, it's between six and nine. So whatever your your ideal sleep is, when you wake feeling rested and energized, that's kind of your ideal. You know, if I know that I need to, most days I need to wake up by six o'clock, then back that up, you know, however many hours, seven hours or whatever it might be. So I need to be in bed by this time. Um, and then that is your starting point. You're going to try to go to bed at the same time every night or start your sleep routine at the same time every night. Uh, and then you might wake up at different times, but you're starting the sleep routine at the same time. So if you're not making sleep a priority, you're not going to lose weight. If you're not making sleep a priority, you're going to have mood swings. If you're not making sleep a priority, you're going to struggle with ang- all of the things that you're struggling with, right? You're going to struggle with anxiety if that's your issue. You're going to feel overwhelmed. If you feel overwhelmed, it's going to be made worse by not getting sleep. Brain fog, it doesn't get better when you don't get sleep. Not being able to have a really good productive workout, it doesn't get any better if you don't have sleep. So it's something that's free, it's easy, and we can all do it. So if you're not reaching your goals and you're struggling with whatever it might be, the first place that I recommend that you look is at your sleep. What do your sleep habits look like? All right, my friends, that's my two cents for this week. That's my life lesson for you. If you're struggling with something and you're not getting the sleep that you need, you know, that's six, eight, sometimes nine hours, If you're not getting what you need there, then you're not going to reach your goals. You're not going to progress towards whatever it is that you're trying to progress towards. That's what I've got for you today. I hope you enjoy this. Remember to uh, subscribe and like and uh, leave a little review if you're enjoying what I'm talking about in all of these episodes. Uh, Basically, just let me know that you appreciate what I'm sharing with you. Have a fabulous rest of your week, my friends, and I will talk to you next Friday.